Welcome back to another episode of The Logical Report. It's good to have you back, and and thanks for listening. And what we're going to talk about today is, we're going to talk about several things today. One of the things we're going to talk about is Will Smith. I promise this will be the last time I talk about it. A lot of people are gathered behind, or standing behind Chris Rock. You You know, he just told a joke. It was his job. That's what he had to do. And, uh, you know, now it's coming out that they were asking Will Smith to leave and he refused to go. And uh, I don't know. It's just another one of those wealthy things, poor thing, you know, some wealthy millionaire like Will Smith comes in. Guess what? He does goes up and slaps somebody in the face. Nobody arrested him. No one detained him. They tried to kick him out. He refused to go. They didn't call the police to make him leave. Try to do that at McDonald's. Cause a scene at McDonald's and see if they don't ask you to leave. And when you don't leave, see if the cops don't show up. Well, that's because, well, first of all, you're in McDonald's, and which means you're probably poor because you're <laughs> because that's all you can afford to eat. It's not exactly red lobster, right? <laughs> Not that I would eat at the Red Lobster. But anyway, the point being here is the uh, a lot of people are backing Chris Rock. You know, and they're saying this they're saying horrible things about Jada Smith now. Apparently she had cheated on him, and uh, that's the story going around. Um and I, I think they had an open relationship. It, it, you know how that goes. Somebody's not going to be happy about that. And it could have been all that rage stand, you know, coming back, and it just went off on uh, on on the Chris Rock. Well, anyway, my my I heard the apology he had, and here's what it sounds like. Now, first of all, he says uh, violence. In all forms is poisonous and destructive. Uh, my behavior at the last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jay's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. Uh, so gave an excuse. I would like to public apology apologize to you, Chris. It was out of line. I was wrong. I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man that I want to be. There's no place for violence in the world of love and kindness. And then later and then he continued and says, I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like you to apologize to Williams family, uh, my king, my and my King Richard family. I Deeply regret my behavior and was stained has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Uh, if you're a work in progress, like 
me in my opinion, uh, it's it's over. <laughs> it can't be a work in progress like that. But anyway, the um, I thought the, the one who got the worst of all this. I mean, well, the whole everybody got everybody's night got ruined watching an assault happen. And my opinion about that is he probably he stole a moment from people. There are a lot of people out there who probably was their first Oscar and of or first time they've ever even been nominated for anything. And this whole thing put a stench over it and ruined it for everybody. Not just Chris Rock. And I'm not even don't even get me started with Chris Rock. But, you know, the apology to Chris Rock, it was just not in my my opinion, it just wasn't good enough. I mean you know, they say that when you insult somebody, you should come back and with five compliments. So what do you do with a slap in a face? I mean, what do you do with that? That's not exactly just an insult. That's a, I mean, it's a slap in the face. Probably what you should be doing is getting on your knees and kissing that man's ass. This whole thing should have been a big apology for Chris Rock. He should have told the man what a respectable man he was, a great man he was. He should have came out with 10, 10 compliments for Chris Rock to make that apology official, to make that apology genuine. But anyway, that's what I would have done. I'm, you know, I'm in plus, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are really talking crap about him, including, uh, What's that? The pet detective guy. What's his name? Jim Carrey. Well, he's 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 like he ought to sue for two hundred million dollars because that thing is going to be permanently. It's out there permanently for forever. But you know, anyway, Chris Rock didn't file any charges, and there probably won't be any more about it probably after today, especially for me because I'm not going to talk about it anymore. All right. On to the next thing. You might be wondering the same thing I'm wondering. And, and, and then you might be wondering, is it possible for us to have a candidate uh, without constantly having to vote for the lesser of the two evils and then risk having the other candidate win? Um, that's a very legitimate question. and. I think we've all been wondering, I mean, every time we turn around, how many times have those of you who, like, let's say you voted for Jill Stein instead of uh, Hillary Clinton, what's the first thing they say? Well, it's your fault that Donald Trump won because you voted for Jill Stein and split the vote. Well, they're right. We split the vote a little bit. We took a chunk of it off anyway, a little piece. Because not a lot of people voted for Jill Stein, but those votes could have gone to Hillary Clinton. She could have won. She really could have won. It was a very close, it was a pretty close uh, election. But how do you fix that? How do you fix a problem where you're constantly having to vote for the lesser of the two evils? And because you vote for your conscience or you vote for who you think is the best candidate and you end up causing the worst candidate in the entire history of America 
to win the contest, to win the candidacy. I mean, how do you stop that? Well, there is a way to stop that, and it's called rank choice voting. That's right, rank choice voting. Um, it's a process where you pick more than one candidate. You don't have to pick one candidate and then, you know, you might say, hey, look, I, I like Jill Stein, but Hillary Clinton, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I got reservations about her. I would vote for her, but I think Jill Stein is the best candidate. That's the way I felt. I'm just giving you my example. Well, if, if you vote for Jill Stein, with ranked choice voting, you can say, okay, I'm going to make my first pick to be Jill Stein. My second choice will be Hillary Clinton. Then, if Jill Stein doesn't win, which she didn't, then my vote automatically transfers to my next choice. In my case, it would have been um, Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders didn't win either. So my vote transfers to my third choice and that would be probably hillary clinton at the time now you you gotta vote you, you probably have like five candidates to choose from and then you just you vote it's it's kind of like voting i don't know how to describe it it's like voting you want to vote for not shit but you you might cause shit to win so you you might vote for shit, and then your second choice would be shit light. I guess that's a good way of putting it. With these candidates, that's the way they are. But anyway, so that's how it works. You're, you're first, you have first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice. I think you should have a fifth choice because you never know. There's good people out there that can't get voted on because of we're worried about the lesser of the two evils. That's We need to eliminate that, and that's the best way to do it. Ranked choice voting. And and the same thing for Republicans. You know, hey, I like Donald Trump, but I kind of liked Jeb Bush. You vote Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush doesn't win. Your next choice goes to uh goes to uh Donald Trump, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why, but to each his own. But anyway, the that's how ranked choice works. And it could put an end to all these problems we have with elections where we're worried that the other person, you know, I had some other choices other than Joe Biden when I was running, for, when I was voting, but I wasn't about to risk it. So I got Joe Biden. Now we got Joe Biden for president. Now, Joe Biden's not a bad president. He's doing okay job. Um, despite what Fox news and Newsmax and all those rat packs like, Charlie Kirk and Kent, they're all paid for by Republican Party to sit out there and talk crap about the president. That's their job. But anyway, the the point is he's he's doing an okay job, but I think we could have found somebody better. And and I think rank choice would be the best way to try that. Look it up. Rank choice voting. It's really a cool. Uh, even Australia is using it. And what happens is they end up not having to worry about the lesser to two evils. So you don't vote for, you know, I could vote for who I want instead of voting for somebody because I'm afraid the other guy's going to win. That's how our voting is right now. We get two choices. We got a bad one and a kind of bad one. 
or maybe a so-and-so one. And I got to choose this half-ass one because I'm worried about this jerk over here who's going to who's gonna ruin the country. I got to worry about him. And we shouldn't have to do that. And ranked choice voting will fix that. Look it up. Rank choice voting. It's a really good idea. Talk to your talk to your senators, talk to your mayor, talk to everybody about ranked choice voting because it will put an end to the lesser of the two evils. And on to our next segment. Uh I don't know if anybody is aware of this, but there is a bill on the table in Congress right now, and it's got some good things in it. It's got some other things, but one thing that it does have that's very important, I think you might want to hear this from the great Bernie Sanders. There is a major piece of legislation on the floor of the Senate, and I suspect you haven't heard about it. It's called the competitiveness bill. It has a lot of good things in it, but there are two provisions which to me are absolutely outrageous, and I'm trying to get rid of them. Number one, this bill includes $53 billion in corporate welfare to microchip companies like Intel. In other words, the taxpayers are going to give them with no strings attached, no matter how much money they make, going to get $53 billion blank check. These companies over the years have made whole lots of money. They are very profitable. They have engaged in stock buybacks. They're doing just fine. They do not need corporate welfare from the taxpayers. If they do well, taxpayers should benefit as well. That's issue number one. Issue number two, even more outrageous, if you can believe it. This bill contains a $10 billion check for Jeff Bezos's company, uh, Blue Origins, his space company. Now, Jeff Bezos is worth about $180 billion. If he wants to go to the moon, Mars, that's his business. He can afford to pay for it. Taxpayers of this country do not need to subsidize Jeff Bezos' Jeff Bezos' space travel. Let's get those amendments. I'm trying to get some amendments passed to get those provisions out. Keep you abreast. Imagine that. You got companies who don't need your money who don't need your tax money, and they are getting $10 billion to start a space program. Imagine that. Well, first of all, there some people might be arguing that, well, maybe he can do a better job than NASA. A better job than NASA? NASA took us to the moon on computers that weren't even as powerful as the one you have in your pocket right now. Imagine that. They got us to the moon on slide rules and old dinosaur computers because they had that. They were good at what they did. They still are good at what they did. The problem isn't, I mean, why don't you take that $10 billion and give it to NASA? That's half of NASA's budget right there you took half of NASA's, nasa's budget and you're going to turn around and give it to a guy who doesn't even need it he's got this he's got the money for this 
And Intel, another one. Why are we giving $53 billion to Intel? Do you know how much Intel? And by the way, Jeff Bezos is worth $180 billion. I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but I'm going to say that. But Intel is worth $213 billion. They're a company who, that's their specialty. Making chips, making computer chips. That's what they do for a living. So it's not like they're starting off from scratch. They got this. They know what to do. Why do we got to give $53 billion to a company who's got $213 billion to spend on this business? And I guarantee you, if we make, uh, if we give money to Intel, what's going to happen is Intel's going to make all that money using the $53 billion we gave them. And then we're not going to see anything for it. You think they're going to say, well, you know, since you were nice enough to give us these, give us that $53 billion, we're going to help America by making our chips extra cheap. Bullshit. They've never done anything like that. Has anybody forgotten what they did with the four and a half trillion dollars we gave them when they crashed the economy? These people crashed the economy. We're going to give it to the people who helped crash the economy. Maybe not specifically Intel, but we're always giving it to the wealthy, the people who crashed the economy. Why are we doing this? Why do we do this? It's like we never learn. And second of all, I mean, if they're so good at it, why don't they just use their own money? Why won't they risk their own money? Because if, if they lose $53 billion, it's no skin off their back. It's skin off your back. And that's, and that's how they're going to do it. In the $4.5 trillion, they were supposed to take that money and invest it back in. The big tax break that Donald Trump gave all these huge corporations, they were supposed to take that money and they were supposed to create more jobs. They were supposed to create jobs to get people building more things and getting money flowing back into the economy. And they did not do that. They took all that money and just bought their own stock back with it for their own personal gain. You saw nothing of it. Unless you were in the stock game, which a lot of people are not. So they don't get, they, and they couldn't afford to do that. They can't afford, some people can't even afford to pay their electric bill. And you want them to buy stock. Anyway, it's the same thing over and over again. I think that you should know this and you need to remember this when you get in that voting booth and vote. Because this is not something that the Democrats are voting on, unless they're stupid Democrats. Now, I don't think that the Republicans are stupid Republicans for doing this. I think they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They're giving money to the rich. They're giving your tax money to the wealthy who don't need it. And if you want this to change, you're going to have to get off your ass and vote. And that's the only way this is going to change. And call your senators if you have to. Take the time to call them. They don't like... they. They probably don't like to listen to you, but if, if enough people call, 
They'll get sick of it. This might make them think twice. I've actually seen it happen. So, anyway, that's our show for tonight. And I want to thank everybody for watching. And we'll have another episode real soon. Thanks a lot. This is Sergio saying good night.